Forgone and Doug Connolly work for Taylor Forgone Capital Management. All opinions expressed should not be relied upon for your individual investment advice. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Taylor Forgone Capital Management and its clients may maintain positions in securities discussed. If you are a Taylor Forgone client, please remember to contact Taylor Forgone in writing if there are any changes in your personal financial situation or investment objectives for the purpose of reviewing, evaluating, or revising our previous recommendations and or services, or if you would like to impose, add, or modify any reasonable restrictions to our investment advisory services. Welcome once again to the Long Only Podcast. I'm Doug. And I'm Jerry. And we are here again to talk about the markets, investing, your financial health, and whatever comes to mind. Jerry, how's the book coming? Still making your way through Bloodlands? It's a slug. That's not my, I said I had an opening question. That really wasn't it. That was my my softball. So anyway. The World Series has kind of interrupted things a little bit. Got you. Still following Strange series, actually. I followed enough to know it's strange. So you've got uh, still 2-2. Big wins on either side and and, then a joint, a no hitter by committee and Anyway, three to one, I guess, right? Or three to two. Three to two. Three to two, I think, Philly. as, as it stands right now. Houston. Dating ourselves by saying by saying this. Basically, it's inadvertently time stamping this episode. That's all right. And not that a problem. Not that it matters. Uh, we don't always have evergreen content. As a matter of fact, lately it hasn't been a lot of what I'd call evergreen content. I do have a question. Okay, here we are. We sit uh, November 4th, uh, 2022 is when we're recording this. Uh Midterms haven't happened yet. They're going too soon. What other time in market history do you feel like this is the most similar to? Do you feel like we have an analog in the in the history of the markets? Not not overall, just the markets. Uh, I think the dot com era is really? is similar. Yeah, I mean it, the the kind of drubbing that technology has taken in this market has been. It's amazing. I mean, it's you're seeing some companies get hit, you know, 80, 90 percent in value that are that are profitable, growing companies who have seen their valuations drop from, you know, 40 times revenue to one times revenue. Um, it's it's pretty remarkable. I, I don't think it's sustainable any more than it was sustainable at 40 times revenue. Um, and I think it has to be somewhat of a an example of what I think are probably some of the problems with the market mechanism. Um, Meaning it just a lot less human interaction in markets. I think there's lots, lot less liquidity than people uh, give the market credit for um, this. The, I, I just, I, I think it has to do with the, the asset classitization. For example, software is getting hit very hard today. Why is software getting hard, hit hard? Largely because it's software. <laughs> I mean, in other words, you know, there's been some high profile misses on earnings that, frankly, I don't think we're all that surprising. But, you know, one gets hit and then the whole thing gets hit. It's that, that's what I mean by asset classitization uh, of, of the market, of, the, of, you know, companies getting lumped in with another company because it happens to be in a similar space. And by the way, software in and of itself, I mean, there's myriad different 
software companies out there that service very different uh, customers. So each of which are are being affected differently at any given time based on what's happening in the economy and and whatever. So I think that that's, uh, that's what makes it similar because it was, that, that was kind of a, a similar phenomenon that we went through in 2000, 2001, 2002 era. But here you do have companies that actually have the revenue making money. Well, but I'm not but- even talking about that. I'm not even talking about the companies that were, you know, should never have even been public companies because they barely had a business plan, let alone a business. There were companies back then that were solid revenue generators that were solid citizens as far as their business. And they just got hammered and many of them never recovered. Um, it cost a lot of them their business, which I think was a shame. And frankly, I mean, there, there were some that, um, you know, there's some that are still out there today that, that were trading at, without getting into details of specifics of who it is, just, you know, trading at multi-hundred billion dollar market values that haven't even reached back to those levels. And yet they're still going concerns, generating revenue, making profits, but the valuations were so compressed and they never, never recovered to, to where, to where the companies did not only were the valuations like multiples on revenue or multiples on earnings, not only did they not get close to where they were, but the actual value of the company hasn't risen back to the point where they were in 2000 or 1999 in, in, in cases. So, um, the similar, so the similarity isn't with the boom and the busts, like the punchlines, like pets.com no. happened. It's more, you know, we're talking about the fact that we've got a tech sector and it's getting drugged down. The, the good players are getting drugged out by the bad players. Yes. Okay. Yes. And even some of the players that have been, that have seen their business interrupted with what's been going on um, and what has been going on, you know, a, a, a massive increase in interest rates because of trying to fight a massive increase in inflation that was self-inflicted by the same people that are trying to solve the problem right now. Um, and so, you know, the, the, you know, I look, look at this and say, you know, these poor business leaders, I mean, they're trying to run a business in an environment in which um, I'm sure you can come up with some sort of comic analogy, but the, the no, rug the just keeps, on. what's that? Now the pressure's on. Now the pressure's on. So the rug just keeps getting pulled out from under them. I mean, it's, you know, the, 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 the goalposts keep getting moved. You know, I mean, it's all these kinds of things that, that you know, come up with another cliche at some point, but it's true. I mean, it, trying to manage a business in an environment where uh, the instability in monetary policy is, is off the charts, where, you know, the kinds of numbers that we're seeing in interest rates and inflation are, are, off the, are, are themselves off the charts. I mean, interest rates haven't quite got off the charts yet, but I mean, as far as from a historical standpoint, I mean, if you go back to where they were like in the seventies, but, um, and neither has inflation quite gotten quite that bad yet, but I mean, it's, it, 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 none of this needed to happen, I think is what it comes down to. And we're, we're in this situation where, um, it is laughable. Well, it's, it's criminal, <laughs> I think. And the only way we can deal with it is to say that it's laughable. We have to laugh at this insanity. For a, a chief policymaker to be, you know, arguing that um, in order to get this under control, it's essentially saying that in order to get this under control, we have to create unemployment, higher unemployment. We have to put people out of work. 
That's ridiculous. And yet that's what we're seeing. So how did you know, I feel like how, that's how, how do we goal? get here for stop from software discussion is that, yeah, these, these companies are trying to deal with this environment. that's just uh, uh, almost maniacal. I feel like that's their goal just because that's an easy thing to check off the box. You know, sometimes you put your daily, your daily list together and you're like, Oh, you know what? Brush my teeth. I can do that. I'll put that on my list and check it off. Oh, you know, create a, create unemployment. That's something I could do if I put my mind to it. So let's do that. Just <laughs> to say we that. did something. Yeah. It's, it's a sad commentary on the state of, of those that are in leadership positions in the world today. I think they just really don't understand. I mean, how, I, you know, I don't know how many, how many federal reserve board members have ever run a business? Actually, I don't know the answer, I, I don't know the answer but I think that. I'm probably right. I would be pro- wouldn't be far from being corrected and saying maybe none of them. <laughs> was it Green- Greenspan was a professor, right? Before he was. I, on the, on I think so, I think somehow they almost all. You know, they're all academia. they've got to be exactly. <laughs> that that has to be. We'll look academia. that up. We'll fact check ourselves. I, it seems like an easy thing to fact check, but yeah, you never I, you never I'm hear. Sure, it. it's easy to fact check, but I I doubt that they certainly aren't running businesses now. Not very very true, very true. So you're go, you're sticking with the tech bubble. You feel like this is that's the analog. I think that's the one. Okay. Yeah, I think that's the best example. It's although the tech bubble, the big difference between that is we just weren't dealing with the global instability we have now. So that's at least you know you could argue maybe we were and we didn't know it. Well, yeah, I think that's true because the end of the tech bubble does coincide with nine eleven. I mean, the tendency is to ha- to say that this period is more like the seventies because of the high inflation, but. And and because of the instability in the world, maybe that part that that does have some. There's some truth in that, or there's there, there's a good there's some parallels. But um, there, I mean, there's definitely parallels. But I, I just to me, it seems, and maybe it's because that's all I've experienced. I I, I was not in the business in uh, in the in the seventies. So, um, but I feel like I've studied and learned enough about it. Certainly Dick Taylor went through it and gave us a whole lot of his history and his time going through it, which we've said many times. He said he made more money in small growth companies in that era than than he ever did subsequently. Well, but the answer, if I said, is, is simple. We just need, you know, a group of scrappy young hockey players to get together and win a gold medal. I think that's how we get out of this. The miracle on ice. The miracle on ice. I don't think, yeah. No, today it prob- it's probably going to hinge on, you know, the women's U.S national soccer team or something like that today, but probably they've won a few titles and it had, do we have a hockey team? No, the soccer team. No, I'm, but do we have a hockey team? We do have a hockey team, but it's different. Okay. But it's actually pros now, I think. Okay. The yeah. pros can yeah. play. The yeah. pros can play. Okay. So it's just, it's just not the same. Right. Cause the thing was the Russians were basically pros. Right. And then we were sending our college kids. So, right. Right. Well, you mentioned, uh, is there any way forward beyond policy changes. And we, we, we talk about the policy all the time. The policy is going to be a problem until 2024, even if the Republicans rack up the, uh, uh, you know, rack it up in the midterms. I think the best we're looking at is most likely gridlock and still wrestling with executive Which orders. Which will be fine, frankly. I mean, it, it no, could be an improvement. Absolutely, there's a way forward. I mean, I think we tend to focus probably too much on those types of, you know, the policy issues and things like that. I mean, at the end of the day, these businesses do figure out a way to, to march forward. You know, you're, you're not going to squelch innovation. 
but you're just not. Innovation is under assault right now from a market pricing standpoint. Because, I mean, the most innovative of companies are the ones that have been hit the most in some cases, in most cases, um, which, which presents outstanding opportunities for those that are able to look past the, the smoke of, of war, you know, the fog of war. Um, I mean, it's a battle going on right now. Uh, it, I, I, I just think that it's, uh, we've talked about this before that you, you just really have to resist the temptation to get overly pessimistic about what's happening right now. There, there will be, these businesses will be continuing on and continuing to come up with great products and services. Uh, I don't, it's happened before it's, it'll happen again. Um, so it, it's, it's maybe, maybe it's the 24, seven, 365 news cycle that we have, not just in the world, but in finance that, um, in overall world media, but in fin- financial media that seems to exacerbate the focus on the, the you know, politics and follow, you know, policies and what have you. Um, but I think that that's, it is overemphasized. Um, and I think for those that are able to set that aside and continue to keep their eye on the ball and continue to keep focusing on the things that ultimately matter when it comes to, you know, how businesses function and what, what will help them, what will, what will, what defines a successful business and what will, or, or how to recognize a successful business that if you're able to keep your eye on that ball, you'll end up doing well as time goes on. And I think we're probably, I still think we're closer. We're getting another down leg right now, but I think we're closer to um, the, uh, the, the reconciliation back to the, to the upside. I, I think I said to you even yesterday off, off the microphone that the risk is to the upside. Well, Arizona is a first party recorder state. So I was recording you. You didn't know that. Ah, okay. You didn't have to let me know. <laughs> I don't even know if that's true. <laughs> I haven't had much reason to, uh, record people without their knowledge recently. Well, but we do need to be prepared for some, some kind of range bound market. I think that's the problem with all these things. It, it almost is, you have to have some sort of sense of duality because while we need to be prepared for some sort of range bound market, that's kind of what common sense would almost dictate until we have, um, until it's not so much that we need better policy, but it's that bad policy is so, is so harmful. And, but that, but that being said, when you have something that is so, you know, the stock market is, is about numbers, is about performance, is about revenue, but there's also a very strong human factor. And these things, these things constantly have a way of surprising us. So that's why we can't necessarily just decide to pack it all up until, until 2024 and just hang out and uh, wait for what, what we think is a better political climate. Agreed. Well, any more parting words? Because there's not that much to say about it today. No, I think we. you asked the question, what does this look like? I, I answered, I think it's that, that sort of dot-com tech bubble era. Um, Keep in mind what did happen after that. You know, you had five, six years of very, very solid growth. Well, I mean, what's happened the next 20 years later and, and what was frankly uh, in, in a lot of ways, very bad policy period. I mean, not, not the worst we've ever had maybe, but um, this might be, <laughs> uh, but again, it's, we echo this 
statement so many times, but it's true. You get by in spite. You figure out, you know, businesses figure out how to manage through the difficulty. Um, and, and there's no doubt that the, that things are being, businesses are having to be, you know, fending off, you know, you know difficulties in every corner right now, but they, they figure out how to do it. And uh, hopefully, and I, and I think probably sooner rather than later, just like I said, I think the risk is to the upside now. Um, I think also the likelihood is that the next major move, even from the Fed, is going to be, oops, that we did it again. <laughs> we overshot in the other direction. Now we need to backpedal quick. And um, somewhere along the line, hopefully there gets to be some sanity in the way they operate and they can get to a point of being in the background and being stable. I don't know. But but we can get caught up in that noise and and, and be frozen and overthink that stuff. And, and it's not going to be, it's not going to help anybody. I think we're at another level now because there's frustration with the Fed, but we're also dealing with frustration about the frustration with the Fed because people are watching it so too, too closely, depending on it. I too, think too so. Much. I think it's, it, it, you know, when you look at um, the level of scrutiny that's, that it's given, and this has been coming for some time. And, it, you know, I think Greenspan was probably the one that kind of really, you know, pushed forward the effort to put the Fed in the forefront. They should not be. This, these are people, this whole organization, if it should even exist, should be in the background just trying to keep things as stable as possible and nobody knows who they are. <laughs> the, the, the Federal Reserve chairman shouldn't be well-known. He should just be somebody that's like another, at best, bureaucrat in the background. That's my view. I think there's something Maybe we'll that. get there someday. I don't know. Yeah, but I also don't know that it, it matters from a marginal in the margin from a marginal standpoint, but it, it doesn't matter in the big picture. It really doesn't. But the 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 ability of particularly the U.S. economy to continue to charge on has to do with the great resources of and people that 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 we have here that continue to amaze me with their ingenuity. And there's other places in the world too that that have that. Not as many as you might think. All right. Well, this is going to be one of our shorter episodes, but that's really all there is to say right now. I, I think that's good. Our podcast is in a, is in a trading, you know, a, it's a trading, a trading band. <laughs> yeah, trading range right now as well. It's a 15-minute trading range. <laughs> all right. Well, until next week, I'm Doug. I'm Jerry. And thanks for listening to the Long Only Podcast. Please remember, check us out, taylorforgone.com, and go and uh, give us a review on iTunes or any other podcast platform you use to listen to this. 